Well, today, if you guys could lean that way a little bit, we're a little lopsided in the sanctuary, the seats, um, which is a great opportunity for me to remind us that if, uh, if you look around on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday evening at uh, Bible study or uh, youth group or whatever, and there's, there's people that you normally see that maybe you haven't seen in a week or two or three. That's another opportunity for you just to maybe reach out and say, hey, I missed you on Sunday. Hope you have a great week. Hope you see you next Sunday. Okay? It's great to feel noticed, right? And especially at church. Because at church, if you're a regular attender, sometimes you feel like, well, nobody will know if I'm not there, right? So if you see that, you just kind of look around and like, oh, I haven't seen for a week or two or three or whatever. Maybe just kind of reach out. Hey, missed you on Sunday. It's not an indictment on whatever they're doing. It's just that, hey, I noticed that, and I missed you, right? And hopefully the same thing will happen if you, maybe you're sick. Maybe you just had to go visit somewhere. Maybe you're on vacation. There's nothing wrong with not being here, right? But it's always nice to be missed as well. And so that's a great opportunity for us to be um, the, the church that, hospita uh, that hospitality is important, right? So that's just a, that had nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Never mind. All right. Last week, <clears throat> we launched into uh, this new focus that centers around being the type of thanks givers that uh, center around the heart of gratitude, having a heart of gratitude, and how gratitude has nothing to do with our circumstances, right? It's, it's joy and gratitude. They kind of go hand in hand a lot of times, which is what we're going to talk about come Advent time, uh, this culture of joy. So if you weren't here, where were you? That just kind of follows up what I talked. I'm just kidding. Um, laid out, we laid out three simple thoughts of what... Uh, we're going to kind of lean on to help us steer us through these talks over the, the, today and next week as well. Three ideas. The first one being, everything I have belongs to God, right? Our time. Our time belongs to God. All 24 hours each day and how we utilize that time belongs to God. You have to work. You have to sleep. You have to eat Right? But we have 24 hours. How we utilize that time, it belongs to God. Our abilities, the skills and the different talents that, uh, that, that God has blessed us with and how we utilize those different types of things that we've been blessed with, they belong to God. Our money, the dollars and the cents as individuals right, and as a church collectively, that we've accumulated in all our accounts, all of them, they belong to God. And we, we took all these ideas and we applied them to what a heart of gratitude looks like. And we talked about how gratitude, this idea of thanksgiving, is not something that you can take, right? It's something that has to be offered, right? 
And that gratitude is an expression of something that we've received. And, and we'll talk more about that next week when we talk about worship, another expression of something. Um, but our challenge from the past week was to look at ourselves, to do a little self-reflection, and, and to ask some kind of pointed questions, right? Do I treat my life and all the things in it like they belong to God? Do I worry about the quantity of what God has given me over stewarding the quality according to my ability, right? Do I use what God has entrusted to me for his purpose? So I hope you were able to roll around in those for a little bit and uh, maybe find some answers, and if not, give it another go around this week, okay? Today, we press on. And we're going to see where the core of our gratitude is established, all right? Uh, essentially, what is thanksgiving, not the holiday, but the core of who we are as thanksgivers? What is it rooted in, okay? Because we need to know where the core of our gratitude comes from. Because here's the thing. Life will kick you in the face, won't it? Nobody said amen. So we're all living great, right? Nothing's going wrong. Everybody's good. No financial troubles. Everybody's health is perfect. I know this is not true. Life will kick you in the face. Amen. You're getting that from me. Amen. Okay? Because sometimes those that are closest to you will fail you. Maybe don't elbow anybody. All right. Sometimes you'll get overwhelmed by the stuff on your calendar. Right? All the stuff that's due at work, all the stuff that's due at school, right? All the stuff, uh, the, the practice schedule for all your kiddos' activities, you know, um, and your extra job that you took to make a few extra bucks, okay? Those are important, but that can get overwhelming, right? And sometimes, oh, oh yeah, and then there's Bible study on Wednesday night, and that takes up my time too, and that can get overwhelming. Um, all of those things, and when you do, it's necessary when all that stuff just comes pouring down on you, it's necessary to know where you are rooted, when our, where our foundation is, because the garbage of life is going to come down on us. It's a guarantee. And you have this ability to still get down to the core of where your gratitude comes from, because no matter what happens in our life, we have to be able to thank God for who he is in our life, because the grace that God has given us is the most important thing that he's ever given us. So where does our gratitude start? What ignites the thanks in our hearts? So our gratitude, that we're, we're going to talk about today, our gratitude for God is rooted in prayer, Right? How do you express thanks to someone that does something nice to you? What do you do? You say thank you. Yeah. Much like we talked about last week as kids from a very young age, you taught our, we, we teach our kids to say please and thank you, right? All right? Because these two phrases, they get you a long way in life, won't they? Yeah. You can get a long way just by saying please and thank you. No matter what environment you're in, no matter the, what the circumstances, they don't get you everything, okay? 
When someone gets married or they graduate from high school or college or whatever, uh, people give them gifts, right? The common social protocol is to send a thank you note for the gift. So when someone tells you thank you, it means it's something. When they express gratitude to you for something that you've done or for something that you have given, it feels good, right? I don't expect it, but it feels good, right? It feels complete. Gratitude, it's affirming that, that you did the appropriate thing for the time that was, it was called for, right? And it might even encourage you to do that same thing or say that same thing again when the, when the time comes, okay? Because gratitude was expressed. So this, is a, this thankful practice, it's a, it's a major facet of our prayer life. When we, when we take time to pray, hopefully daily, there, there are a lot of different components to our prayer life, right? But what we're going to talk about today is being thankful in our prayers. Honestly, though, it, it should begin with gratitude. Our prayers should always begin with gratitude. Thank you, God, for, right? For giving us our daily bread, right? That's right out of what Jesus taught us, how he, for providing our basic needs, right? Thank you for giving us breath, right? For life itself. Do you ever thank God for life itself? Probably just kind of, we just kind of imply that sometimes. For the special and specific people in our lives. Thank you, God, for my, my spouse, for my kids, for a, you name it, right? Do you thank them? For the record, this portion of our prayers can and should take hours, right? Even though we probably kind of burn through it pretty quick. So, can, so and what we want to do is get to the extensive list of requests that we have and concerns and issues that we face, right? Because that's what we dwell on. But the gratitude should always begin at the beginning of our prayers. Prayer is a powerful way to express our, our gratitude to God. And, and prayer is the way that we connect directly to God, right? Directly with God. So we express our thanks to God through our prayer. We have the opportunity to identify to God how he has done great things in our lives and to thank him for it. Right? So our gratitude is also rooted not just in our, as we thank God for what he's done in our life, but to thank him in, in our prayers for others. Right? Uh, like we talked about last week, gratitude is a humble expression. We, we, we think about it, it takes the focus away from ourselves. And so it makes sense that the content of our prayer of all of our prayers should center around gratitude for others, not just, oh, thank God for myself, right? Thank, thank God that I was able to get this done for me, right? So we want to be thankful. We're thanking God for other people in our lives. The Apostle Paul, he got this, right? He understood this idea, um, and, and he practiced it repeatedly, right? Paul's attributed with writing 13 different letters to, uh, to Jesus followers in different cities and to different people um, that he was mentoring 
in the New Testament. And those 13 letters are all part, uh, uh, you know, they're all part of the New Testament uh, and how we've kind of learned how to disciple people and, and to spread the gospel. But back then, it was like the equivalent of sending a, an all-church email out, like the 7-Up that I can send out to everybody, right? So um, Paul, he commonly began the letters that he would send out to churches um, or to the individuals to, in the same way because he understood that gratitude was rooted in prayer for others. Listen, listen to what I mean. In Romans, he, in Romans 1, he says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. 1 Corinthians in, in chapter 1, I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. To the Ephesian church, the people in, in Ephesus, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in all my prayers. The Colossian church, Philippians, the Philippian church, I thank God, my God every time I remember you in all my prayers. Colossians church, in, the, in Colossians 1, we thank God, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. 1 Thessalonians, we, thank, we always thank God for you, all of you, uh, continually mention you in our prayers. 2 Thessalonians, they got two letters, right? Because uh, they, they were either really good or really messed up. You, I don't know. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing. And he wrote a letter to Philemon. He wrote letters to churches, but he also wrote letters to people like Philemon and Titus and to Timothy. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, Philemon, my buddy, the guy that I... That, that was hanging out with me and I mentored. When Paul wrote letters to the Christians in the churches that he planted, he really understood that gratitude was important in his prayers. His prayers were filled with thanks for other people. Paul was thankful for other people's faithfulness to God. He was thankful for people committing their lives to service to the king. Paul was thankful for people committing their lives to serving God. He humbly remembered them in his prayers as often as we remember them, which means, and I've already kind of alluded to this, when God brings that certain person to mind, you should pray for them, okay? Right then. And it doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out, extravagant prayer. But you should pray for them. If God brings a certain person to mind, you should pray for them. When you haven't seen uh, a friend in a while, and maybe they comment on a post in social media that you've put up, just a little simple comment, or they like it and you notice it, oh, you're like, oh, I haven't thought of them in a while. Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe it's not, but chances are it's on purpose. Maybe you should just say a prayer for them. And again, just say their name to God. Be with them today. And maybe if you remember what they were in your life, say thank you for that part too. Because with, we, we, we do this with a thankful heart because we want to remember what they were in our life. But those things don't happen on accident, right? Because gratitude is rooted in prayer. It's an expression of praise to God. Not only is our gratitude rooted in prayer, but our prayer life is such a vital aspect of our relationship with God, right? 
It's, it's our primary connection to God. I mean, we don't, we don't go and meet him for coffee, do you? Maybe you do. I, I don't go and sit down with God for coffee. Like you would, if you have friends that you hang out with, you would, what would you do? You'd have them over to your house, right? We can't do that with God. The Holy Spirit is here. His presence is felt in our lives all the time. But the physical God uh, in the Trinity is no longer on the earth. So we don't get that opportunity like the disciples did with Jesus. It's not within our, within our abilities anymore. So this is our primary connection to God. It's our way to express to God our thoughts and our feelings. And just as an aside, this is not really part of... When we pray, our thoughts and our feelings, when we have... When we, if you're with your spouse or, or and any other friend for that matter, are your thoughts and your feelings always just flowing and glowing and awesome and... Uh, no. Sometimes you raise your voice, don't you? Sometimes you get upset because of the circumstances. And I'm here to tell you that if you're upset because of the circumstances and you're connecting with your friend God, it's okay to yell in your prayers. He can take it. I guarantee it. Our primary way to express our thoughts and our feelings I guarantee you, too, that God is feeling the same way. He's probably seeing it in a different light. He's like, well, you probably created it, but we'll, we'll work through it, right? It's our way to express to God how thankful we are for the blessings that he's given to us, for the people that he's brought into our lives, for the breath in our lungs, for the daily resource, the, the, the resources that he's given to us daily, our daily bread, right? For answering our prayers that we've already offered, right? And the list just goes on and on. There's an infinite amount of things that we can thank God for. We can count our blessings, take out the notebook paper and just start writing them down. You could just keep going and keep going if you really tried. But beyond our connection to God, prayer is our primary connection. It's, it's God's primary connection to us as well. Okay, And I've mentioned this often uh, when talking about prayer, but prayer is a two-way conversation. Okay, It's not just us spraying our lengthy uh, requests to God and our gratitude, for that matter, and making and maybe thanking him for a few other things as well. But prayer requires listening. Okay? Listening requires us to be what? Quiet. Sometimes we're not real good at that. Listening and listening requires us to be able to recognize God's voice and separate our own voice and thoughts from God's voice in our prayer life. Like, well, you know, um, well, I prayed about it, and I really want to go to that. Well, did, did you pray about it, and you heard your voice say you really wanted to go to that? Or did you pray about it and listen to what God had to say, and then you just did what you wanted to do anyway? We have to be able to recognize God's voice in our life, and then we make the choice one way or the other 
and we don't want we, we to, we get to choose who to listen to, always, but being able to recognize God's voice is vital in how our gratitude will be expressed. God's voice will do some very specific things in comparison to the outside voices of the world or our own voice or Satan's voice. In comparison, the outside voices of, of the world, they'll, they'll do some specific things too. Um, there's a list, right? God's voice, God's voice will still you, right? The outside voices will rush you. They'll just make you move on, okay? God's voice will lead you. That's really small. Hope you're going to read it. God's voice will lead you, and, and Satan's voice will push you through it. You're just going to ram right through those things, right? God's voice will reassure you, where the outside voices will frighten you. That's the goal. God's voice will enlighten you, where the outside voices, maybe your voice, will confuse you. God's voice encourage you, where Satan's voice will discourage you. That makes sense, right? God's voice comforts you, where the outside voices just want to worry you. God's voice calms you. We need that, don't we? Where the outside voices just obsess you and make your anxiety go through the roof. How many, uh, how many prescription drugs are there for anxiety right now? There's, there's a lot, but none of them are prayer. I guarantee it. God's voice will convict you, right? Conviction is not a bad thing. It, it, it should increase the ability to react, but the outside voices condemn you. Con when you're condemned, people walk away. They leave you alone. Those last things, the, the things, that those outside voices, they're, they're the exact opposite of what God wants us, what God wants for us. No, and, and knowing God's voice, it's pivotal to our prayer life. Following God's voice, following God's voice, it's pivotal to living the life that he's called us to live, right? To being the disciple that he's called us to be. And when we live that life, our hearts will be full of thanks. We can't help but be full of gratitude because the overflow of God's presence in our life will, will just split the seams of our lives. It will happen naturally. And knowing God's voice as he speaks to our hearts is what protects us and guides our lives. And it helps us identify who is leading us, if that makes sense. Or, better yet, who our shepherd is. It helps us identify who our shepherd is. John puts it this way. The apostle John, he was a disciple. He hung out with Jesus for the entirety of his ministry. And uh, John, in, in chapter 10 of his gospel, writes, uh, starting in verse 2, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
And when he has brought them out, all, all his own, he goes out ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. If you know God's voice, if we know God's voice, we will follow him. If, if we know God's voice, we will run away from the strange voices, those outside voices, the voices of uh, the, the world, the voice that's of Satan that's trying to push us away from what God wants. If we know God's voice, we will run away from those outside voices that want to lead us away from him. About a month ago, I was able to be a part of our district men's retreat, and one of the focus talks was given by Dr. Brady Bratz. Brady, he's, the, he's a good buddy of mine, and he's a chaplain at uh, Mid-American Nazarene University. He teaches a few of the Bible classes there. Great guy. And a lot of the points in the next few minutes uh, I borrowed from his thoughts, so just in full transparency. But they were too good not to repeat, okay? So if you were at the retreat, shh, no spoiler alerts, okay? Uh, but Brady shared a great video about how sheep know the voice of their shepherd, right? And in the video, or I'm, I'm going to share it, um, but the video, you're going to see some people. And in the video, these people, they're outside of a fence, and there's sheep out in the pasture, just close enough for them to be able to hear, okay? And they're trying to get the sheep's attention, and first one, then another, then another, to no avail. Eventually, you're going to see the, the owner, the shepherd, right? The farmer, he's going to come, and he's wearing some sweet duds, so notice that too, okay? Uh, this is, they're not from our country, so I get the culture thing. Um, but he calls the sheep, and you're going to see how the sheep respond. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, show the video, but it's pretty cool. One more time. Yeah, Eunice made him go away. Oh my God. Was that cool or what? Oh my God. 
Did you hear how thankful the sheep were? When the first three people called the sheep, what was the response? Totally ignored them. They didn't, yeah, it's kind of like parents, right? You can call your kids to do something. As soon as the farmer called them, what happened? Right? Did you see the sheep's heads? Like, ooh, I know that voice. Right? They popped up, they responded immediately. They didn't come running immediately, but they responded. They looked up immediately. And they followed because they knew his voice. And at the end, they were very thankful, right? They, they were thankful for what was in the bucket, obviously. That's why they followed his voice. And they were bagging all about it. They, they loved the fact that they were going to get fed, even though they were standing in a pasture full of grass. But they knew his voice. And they responded immediately. As we close today, just a few things that we can think about this week. When it comes to how our gratitude is rooted in our prayers. When we pray, is gratitude at the top priority when we talk to God? Right? Are you thanking God for all the things in your life that he does? Right? Are you thanking God for all the things, uh, for his grace that he's given you in your life, for giving you his son to die on the cross for you? Right? That grace is the most important thing that you could receive. Are you thanking God for all the people in your life? Right? When we pray, do we take time to hear the voice of God? Basically, are we listening in our conversation with God? If you think about it, in any relationship, if you're the only one talking, what kind of relationship is that? Would that last very long? Would you, if you're the primary person in that relationship and you're the only one talking, probably wouldn't go very long, wouldn't go over very well, would it? And when we pray, do we recognize the voice of God and respond in gratitude? Our gratitude is rooted in our prayers. It is the, it's at the core of how we express to God our thankfulness to who he is in our life. It's how we connect to him. I look forward to uh, seeing how this plays out in our lives. I hope that you take time to exercise this. Just make it a point that I'm going to pray, but I'm not going to pray about anything else but thanking God for what he's done in my life. Thanking God for the people that he's brought into my life. Maybe it's just your family. Maybe it's some coworkers. Maybe the coworkers in your life are the ones that need the most prayer. Maybe it's just so you don't hurt them at work because they're knuckleheads, right? That's true. They, they need prayer because they're hard to work with. I get it. I've worked with people. I understand. I might be one of the people that you're needing to pray with. I don't know. I get it. So we, we need to practice this. 
It's the way that we get better, right? Next week, we're going to talk about how our gratitude is rooted not only in our prayers, but in our worship. A different expression. It's an outward expression. Prayer is sometimes, most of the time it's inward, but we're going to talk about how our prayer, our gratitude is rooted in our worship. And I look forward to sharing that. Let's all stand together as we prepare to dismiss and pray. And uh, we look forward to a great week of thanking God and gratitude in our prayers. Let's, let's pray. Father God, we love you and we're thankful for who you are in our lives. And as we take time this week to bow before you in, in whatever circumstance that we have uh, going on in our lives, we just ask that uh, you will speak to us in a great and powerful way and that we will recognize your voice, that we will understand exactly who you are in our life and that we will respond with gratitude. And that we'll pop our head up and we will run to follow you. Because you're getting ready to feed us with something great. Father, we just ask for the opportunity that, uh, to, to open our hearts in prayer this week. To say thank you for those that are in our lives. For the special people in our life for the people that we work with, for the people that we encounter uh, on a daily basis, whatever the case may be, and that we do it with gratitude. Lord, we know this is a huge part of who we are, and we know that, that when we are, are praying and, and we express our gratitude, that it helps, uh, it makes you smile, dear Father, that we're thankful for all the things that you do for us. But help us for sure never to forget and to be thankful for the grace that you've extended to us and the gift that you've given us in your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you. Help us to have a great week. Help us to encourage each other and to reach out to each other in a great way. We love you in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. God bless. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you the next time we're together.